Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host mother hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy, but sisters, we are making it happen even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Hey guys, welcome to another solo episode with yours truly, Kareen Mills, your podcast host of the Being Mother Hustler podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you about the topic for today because we're going to talk about the four A's of execution. So number one A, I'm just going to dive right into it and not have any further ado. Number one A is ask. You must ask for what you want. You must know exactly what that is that you want. Every single day, I write down the things, the things. You can call it a goal. You can call it a dream. You can call it whatever it is that your little heart's desire, but I call it an ask. And every single day I ask, doesn't matter who you ask, just ask. And I write it down in my journal. And then every item that I write down in my journal, I internalize it. I imagine how I feel when I get there. I imagine what it looks like and visualize it in my vision. And vision is closing your eyes and like drawing a picture in somewhere in there in the dark when you close your eyes. And so I'm going to give you a really good example, okay, just to kind of showcase to you how this is done. So I write it down and I write down every morning, my podcast, Being Mother Hustler, is top 100 in the entire world. And you have to be specific with your ask. The way that I ask is, is my podcast, now write it down, Being Mother Hustler, so I put the name of my podcast, pen to paper, and then I say, is top 100. And don't just stop there. You got to define and be specific. Again, you've got to be very clear about your ask. 
and I say top 100 in the entire world, right? Because you could be top 100 in your city. You could be top 100 in your county, in your states, in the nation, like top 100 of what? You have to define those sisters because if your ask is so clear, you will get there faster. The number two thing that I ask is I am touring the world for my podcast with my husband, Ty Mills. And I say those specifics because if you say I'm touring the world for my podcast, okay, with who? With my husband. Okay, well, some people get married two times, three times, four times, and I've known people that get married five times. Which one? (laughs) You have to be specific because the universe does not, is not really good at guessing. Number three, ask. I am a New York Times bestseller. Now, I say this without the title of the book because I have no idea what it is yet. And it's okay if you don't have any idea and you're not very clear on some of these things. But if you know, you've got to be clear, right? So somehow, some way, one day, I know that I'm going to have a book that is a New York Times bestseller. I'm not I'm not saying that I, I hope because I've removed I hope from my vocabulary. When you start using the word I hope, you somehow have that doubt inside of you still. And you need to quit doing that. So I say, I am a New York Times bestseller because I know I will be. I believe that I'm going to be. And I know that every single day that I take action, whether it's perfect or not, because truth be told, it's never perfect, right? It's a massive imperfect action that I'm going to get there with every little thing that I do to serve others. You will get there faster when you're always serving, when you are leading with service. The number four that I ask, and this is when it gets to be the numbers, I make 100,000 every month. Now, I don't know where it's coming from yet, so I'm not quite specific of the 100,000 every month, but I know I've got a lot of irons in the fire. I know I've got a lot of things that are burning and brewing and whatever it is I'm working on that I know eventually it's going to get there. Now, again, I don't hope. I know I'm going to get there. Sisters, you have to have conviction when you ask these from whoever you are asking it from, whether that you call that a source, you call that a universe, you call it God, you call it whatever energy, just ask what you want and be as specific as possible as much as you know. Number five, I get paid $10,000 to speak in front of many, many, many people. You have to also define that. The numbers are strong. You've got to do those numbers and you've got to keep it strong. So that's the number one, four A's of execution is ask. 
Number two, action. Take massive, imperfect action because that's how you're going to get there. When you ask, you're not just going to get there without action. None of those asks is going to get you in motion and get you going. So you've got to take massive, imperfect action. And here's a kicker about massive, imperfect action, because a lot of us wants everything in line. We want our ducks in a row because that's what we're told to do. We want to make a research about a specific topic to make sure that this is the right path for us. We want to do all these overthinking and it paralyzes us to either do nothing at all because we haven't perfected it or we get talked out by somebody that we talked to because we were doing our research and we, we ask a lot of people, what do they think about what we're about to do? No, you specifically got downloaded that information into your soul, into your brain so that you can take action on it. There is no other person that was downloaded whatever information, idea, invention, whatever it is that has come up in your mind. Nobody else was downloaded that information because it is your gift to be able to execute on it. So, Take massive, imperfect action. That's the second four A's of execution. The number three A of execution is answer. Without action, you are not going to put your ask into motion. Without taking action, you're not going to get any answer. Because by taking action, guess what? You get feedback because when we take action, we make mistakes, we fail. It's kind of like if you were Einstein, you're doing an experiment in a laboratory and things explode. It's no different. Why does scientists make these experiments in their laboratory? Because they're trying to perfect things. They're taking action, whether it explodes on their face or not. They're going to do it because the only way for us to get an answer is to take a step. And here's what I'm going to illustrate to you. If you walk down the path and you're looking for maybe something under the rock and there's, say, maybe 10 rocks down there, and you're trying to turn the rocks over to look at under the rock to see if there's any kind of answer under there, the only way you're going to get to the 10 rocks to figure out the answer for your question or for your quest or for your journey to find your answer is you're going to have to take a step to the next rock and turn that rock over. And then take a step to the next rock and turn the rock over to find your answer. You can't ask, sit sit around and figure it out. You have, you've got to take action. Uh, you can't just like ask and then sit around and wait for things to happen. 
that is related to your ask, it doesn't work that way. You have to ask, take action, fail, do it again, get your answer, be better the next time. Because let me tell you, when I started, so I'll give you an example with this podcast, because this is such a great example for the four A's of execution. When I started this podcast and I launched it on Mother's Day last year, 2018, I actually started it to collect data of what floats mom entrepreneur's boat because I was a part and I still am a part of the mastermind and we have a homework every single month and we're given a choice of homeworks of um, essentially what we want to do and what angle we want to take whatever we learn because it's this learn and go execute and come back, get feedback and then uh, make mistakes. So it's really cool how this thing is, but excuse me, I chose a podcast as my laboratory to collect data and interview mom entrepreneurs to actually create a course around it. Like I essentially didn't really know what I was doing, guys. And But one thing that I knew that I had to take action in order to figure it out, right? You don't figure it out before the action. You figure your answer out after the action. And that's why I chronologically laid it out for you that you've got to ask, then you take action, then you get your answer. Because it's not the other way around. And I know that I've proven that, and that's why I came up with the four A's of execution, because I've proven that on my own podcast alone. So I started this podcast to really hear and listen of how can I create a really amazing course? And this is actually part of the perfecting process, right? So my podcast, I launch it as part of the laboratory, as part of the perfecting process, so I can create this perfect and amazing course for mom entrepreneurs, charge a lot of money for it and put it out to market and sell it online and automate the course and sell millions of dollars for it. And I think the other thing that we have to understand is that because we're so driven and we're mother hustlers, we end up and tend to lead with the money. And so it's funny how this podcast has come around because I really led with this automation. Automation is king. I'm going to automate this whole course so I could sell millions of dollars for it and then it can become wealthy. But it's such a wrong mindset. But throughout the process, as I'm interviewing these mom entrepreneurs, women that are in the trenches and are doing it and not sacrificing mom to be to chase their dreams and not sacrificing their dreams to become the best version of themselves and the best mom that they could be. And the more I interview these people and these women and these mom entrepreneurs, the more I actually began to heal 
from the wounds of my past. And I know you guys have listened to my story, my own mother hustler story, and I have told this tale here on my podcast with uh, six different parts, six different episodes, because I just can't compress everything in a 20-minute episode. So I thought I was going to be able to split it up in like four different episodes by decade, but my third decade was so rich in details that I had to split it up in two. And then my fourth decade, especially my current decade, I had to split it up into two as well. So there's six parts of my story. And if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that, I highly recommend that you listen because as I'm telling you the story about my podcast and how it became something else because of who I became throughout the process, it's just been an amazing journey. I'm going to cry right now. (laughs) I'm going to try not to, but so as I'm interviewing these women, they have such amazing stories and some of their stories resonated with me. And the more women's stories and mother hustler stories resonated with me, the more I healed throughout my process in building this podcast. And as I gotten so much episodes and every time I finish the season of the episode, I re-listen and have like a marathon of all of my episodes just to kind of see, okay, just to kind of feel how sweet it truly is to take massive imperfect action without really caring. And I mean, I care for you guys, my listeners, but really not caring for those who doesn't give me grace of how sloppy it was in the very beginning and how much I had to learn and I did it anyways. And my most proudest episodes were my episodes from my season one because they were so sloppy. I could hear my grit. I could hear my courage. I could hear fear loud and clear. Um, in those episodes and I did it anyways. And the beauty about doing it anyways is that it actually turned out to become something else for me. And it made me who I am now. And it's, it's, it's made me become who I am now. So it's who you become throughout the process because you uncover those answers under those rocks as you're turning it over, as you're taking the small steps towards turning those rocks over. And so the answer that I found by taking this action, even though I was leading with the money and the different things, I was led to a more meaningful journey, which was something in my subconscious mind clicked from watching my mother and remembering my mother going through the domestic violence and whatever struggles she went through, something inside, and I call it my subconscious cemetery because I buried it in there deep down. And and this podcast has like brought it to life. When I realized that this podcast actually 
was the very thing I wanted to do for my mother when I was little. When I was six, I wanted to fix everything for her. But I couldn't because I was young and I didn't have the power to. And I realized that this podcast is the power that I never had. It's this space that I never had the power to hold for my own mother. And the podcast became that for me. It's the space that I wanted to hold for my mom that I never had the chance to. But now it is my time to pay it forward and allow the space to be held for other women in this generation to be able to be heard, to have their voices heard loud and clear, to hear what we are all about, mother hustlers, because my mom was like that. The problem with her is she didn't have an outlet like I have with you guys now, and you have with me, and you have with my podcast as a space to tell your story and to be somebody that's heard loud and clear by a lot of people because of technology. The world is listening to us. And today, ironically, is National International Women's Day. And I've got a lot of women in my life that inspires me to do better, to become better. And this podcast has become the answer to a question. Or an action that I've always wanted to do for my mom, but I never had the power to. But the thing about it is I've forgotten about it because I've buried it deep down inside. I didn't remember that I did. I wanted to do that. It has been buried. But by taking massive imperfect action, by acknowledging my fear about doing a podcast, by leading with the wrong things, and then later on leading with the right things, because I realized that, oh my gosh, this is what I've been wanting to do. All my life, I just never had the space and the platform. And realizing the things that I wanted to do that I didn't even know I still do wanted to do them had been realized by this podcast. And this podcast has become a lot more And so that's why you have to take massive action, you guys, because that's when you find the answers. That's when you actually relieve the subconscious mind from its stress. Because believe it or not, even if you don't remember those, they're suppressing something down there. If you're not letting it out, it's being suppressed down there somehow, somewhere. And so... 
this podcast has become a healing project instead of an experiment. It was an experiment in the beginning, and then now it's quickly becoming a healing project, and now it's quickly becoming a space that I get to hold for you. That uh, that space, the same space I wanted to hold for my mom and my grandma, but I never had the power to, but now I could pay it forward to all of you to be able to just be you and just be the worthy you and just know that you are special and just know that you're heard and just know that this podcast is for you to be able to tell your story. And if you're a mother hustler out there or you're a mom entrepreneur or a mom professional and you are taking no for an answer for a for for becoming a, a great mother and you're taking no for an answer for becoming somebody who's a dreamer and going for it, this is the space for you. And if you haven't reached out to me, regardless of whether you're scared to or not to ask if you can be on my podcast, do it anyways. I challenge you. The number four A, I'm so sorry, the number three was just so deep and I had to dive deeper into to give you an example of what it means to take massive imperfect action and what it could become for you and who you could become throughout the process. So just to recap before we dive deep into the number four A is you ask, that's the number one. Number two, you take action. A as an action. And number three, you get your answer. And you may lead when you take action with something else, and then you might find a different answer. But regardless, you found the right answer because the only way you could find the right answer is through action. And here comes number four. Number four is if your action was just the timing was just right, everything was just right, you've taken the feedback and you fine-tuned things, you might be able to accomplish something. And that's the fourth A is accomplishment. You know, you're not going to get from ask straight to accomplishment. It's just going to not work that way. It doesn't work that way. You've got to go through all four A's of execution. And I have bad news for you because that A could also be, you know, again, it stands for again. It could be that you didn't accomplish anything, but you failed at something you gave a shot. But that's okay because I believe in my heart of hearts that a failure is still an accomplishment at the lower level because you tried. Had you not tried, you wouldn't have known that you failed or you succeeded or you accomplished something. And so because you tried, congratulations that you didn't accomplish anything, but you accomplished something, which is feedback on steroids, otherwise known as failure. So the other fourth A of execution would be again, just don't give up. Just do it again and go back to the drawing board, go back to square one and find out how can I do this better? Again, a laboratory of life is when you try. Why can't we have a laboratory of life, but scientists can have a laboratory to check things out, 
to experiment on something. Why can't we experiment with life? Don't you think that that would be a great idea? But we have all these negative self-talk. We have all these exterior and extrinsic sources that tells us whether it's our family, whether it's someone we know, respect our friends, that tells us that our ideas are never going to account for anything. It's never going to turn up into something. It's never going to be, it's never going to work. Why do we listen to those people, right? So four A's of execution, ask, act, take action. Answer, you'll find your answer when you do the first two and then either accomplish or again. There's only two ways that you can end up with. You can end up with accomplishing something or you can end up with again, which doesn't mean that you failed, period. It means you failed. That means you have feedback. That means you need to go back and do it again and then ask for something again. Act. Now, this time you act better because you've had feedback. You find a better answer because you have a better action. And then maybe you'll accomplish something, maybe not as big as you wanted it to be, but at least it's something better than the last time. Or you don't quite accomplish what you're looking for, but you still accomplish something and celebrate the small things. Because frankly, if you cannot celebrate the small stuff, you don't deserve the big stuff. If you're not appreciative of the little things, you don't deserve the big things. So you guys, I hope that you are taking notes because these are really, really important. And I have proven this in my own life, in my own business, and that there's there are always my four A's of execution. When I have an idea, I ask what that idea might be. I act on the idea. I get answers and more answers for the idea so that I can make it better and fine tune it. And then I either accomplish something and accomplishments doesn't have to be something large or I, it didn't work and I failed at it, but that's okay. I'm going to do it again. So I want you to take that with you wherever you go, whatever business you have, whatever industry you belong to, because it, 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 it does apply to any, whether it's an insurance industry, mortgage industry, entrepreneurial network marketing, whatever it is that you're doing, it's going to apply to it. So thank you so much for being here. Happy International Women's Day to all of my women that are listening to this podcast, especially my Mother Hustler Nation. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you found value in this episode, and I can't wait to share with you tomorrow or the next episode is Coco Cosette Leary. Um, that's going to be titled From the Welfare to the White House. It's amazing. I can't wait to share it with you. Thank you so much for being here and have an awesome, awesome Mother Hustling Day. Hey guys, I just want to let you know that my 10-week campaign for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society has just started March 2nd, and we run until May 11th to raise $150,000. 
we can use any donation, in-kind donation, $1, $3, $5 donation, whatever you can do to share your blessings relative to the blessings that you have. My grandmother always used to say to me, Kareen, when you share your blessings to people, it will come back 10 times more. And I never used to really understand that statement when she used to tell me that when I was a, when, when I was a little girl. But now I totally get it. It's like hindsight is always 2020. And I look back to all those messages that she's been sending to me and been just really like educating me about the law of the universe and all these things without really having an explanation because she knew one day I will understand it. Guys, go to my link in my bio on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Kareen Mills. When you click on the link tree, it's www.linktr.ee forward slash Kareen Mills you'll see a link there for my donation page and I would love your support. Thank you for always being here. Thank you for always supporting me and I love you guys so, so much. All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, This is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, Don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day. He was very angry and he's having difficulty at school. And we had a conversation in the evening after school and he was just like, I'm angry. I'm angry and I'm tired of people picking on me and I'm not going to let anybody pick on me anymore. And Mm -hmm. he brought up my ex-husband, you know. I know that, that that's part of his anger. There's a lot more, you know, underlying stuff that has to do with his own father and his father's poor choices and his father's lack of presence in his life. Mm-hmm. But the father figure that I chose for him ended up being someone that harmed him. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a lot of guilt to carry around as a parent. <laughs> yes. I'm, yes. I'm still trying to unravel that and, and trying to you know, again, transparency with my kids, right? After we left, I mean, there was just one night. It was a normal night at home. We were watching TV. Our kids were downstairs. It was, you know, 8 9 o'clock at night. And I could hear some bickering downstairs. And so I went down there to find out what was going on. 
And uh, my youngest, who at the time was like six, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the, his, my husband's older girls were teasing my youngest and he was not having it. He was upset. And that's what the bickering was that I heard. And I went down there and my husband came down after me to find out what was going on. And he belittled me in front of the kids. He mm-hmm. yelled and screamed at me that's in front the of the worst. kids, which was normal. Like that was normal behavior mm-hmm. in our house. That was, that was part of the dynamics in our household was that I was treated like one of the kids. <laughs> And, and we used to argue about that, like, hey, I'm not your child, I'm your partner, you know, and, and that was a difficult thing for him to wrap his mind around, I guess. Um, but that night was the last night that, that anything went down, and, and it did get physical that night in our, in our bedroom behind closed doors, where, and our kids could hear everything, but that was the last night that he laid hands on me, and that was the last night I allowed him to treat me that way. Wow. And I had to make that decision that night that I'm done here. I'm done. You're not going to do this to me anymore, you know? And uh, I didn't leave right then and there. Um, I, I just, I told him basically like the next day I'm, I'm out. I got to find a way out of this. I want out. I want to move out. I intend to move out and, and move on with my life. And so it took about a month because I had to find a place to live, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of get my, all my ducks in a row to, to move. And by the, by the time that month was over, that was one of the hardest months of my life. Also living in a house with somebody who I once loved Mm -hmm. still in some weird twisted way, still love. (laughs) Right. I mean, he's my husband. Um, the layers of abuse are so hard to, to unravel and unpack. And Mm -hmm. I know that women ask all the time, like, why did you stay? Mm -hmm. Always always right why did you stay and it's because there's a love that you think you can either fix a person or help a person Mm -hmm. or whatever because you can see the innate goodness in somebody that we all have goodness inside of us Mm -hmm. um but there's a shadow side to everybody also right and some people's shadow is just darker than others yeah Um, you heard my story i asked that of my mother yeah all the time when I was growing up, but, um, you know, like you, there's that love and hope of the person that you used to love to show up again, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. so you want to wait for that person again to show up. And, you know, it's my mom is still married to my dad. And I mean, they've gotten better and they have fights, but it's definitely gotten better as they get older, mm-hmm. but to sustain that kind of you know, situation is just beyond me. But like you said, you also have like uh, talking to you, I understand why. I now understand why, because I'm older and I can understand every person's perspective. And, you know, there's no such thing as failure. There's only perspective of what we know based on our experience. And like, you didn't even know what narcissism was. No clue. Never lived, never been with anyone like that. Never even had like a friendship that felt that way or anything that felt that way. You know, my mom could see it. Um, and she questioned it a little bit. 
uh, the couple of times prior to when I actually did leave, I, that I wanted to leave, you know, she was cheering me on like, yes, you're going to, this is a good decision for you to go. And then I changed my mind and backed out. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay. I'm going to work it out. So my mom could see, and, and she had been through it with one of her best friends, um, helping her best friend come out of an abusive relationship. And I knew all of that, but I think it just, I buried it. You know, because I remember when my mom was helping her friend go through that, but I buried it. I didn't understand it. I was kind of a kid back then. But when I, you know, so I did leave and he, we tried to, quote unquote, you know, work it out living yeah. separately. So I kind of had like a methodical way that I did this because at first it was just, I want to leave and I want nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. But then the heartstrings are being said, what's our goal here? Right. Wow. Now? What are the pieces that you need? Okay, let's write those down. A dress, makeup, you need a hotel. You, you know, I needed this all here. Okay, well then where are, what are our resources? Who do you know that you, where you can get a dress? And who do you know where we can get makeup? And who do you know? And so we went down and within an hour, we had a whole game plan for that. And that's, that's how you tackle goals. That's how you get through things. You set your vision. Break it down into steps. Where I started getting some real strength. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. Fasten Let's your seatbelt. Let's do this, sister. Fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> so my fetus, as they love to refer to her as at the time, was not a ward of the court. That meant there was no county dollars for her room and board wow. once she got born. And she could not become a ward of the court because she had never been in a neglect situation, an abusive situation, an abandonment situation or anything that was, she did not exist in the whole scheme of things, mm -hmm. okay? So since that fetus was an enigma to the situation, a big old question mark, I was brought before a, the judge, the court, them, the social workers, everyone. And they were saying to me, two options, abortion mm. or adoption. Okay, so how big is the, was the fetus then? I was early on. Okay. I was early on. This very, I can't remember exactly, but I know, I don't think I was past eight weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't even know it was a girl at the time. Just, I knew I had this person in my belly, you know, in there. And the problem was, mainly from what they were saying was there was not going to be any money to put a roof over this child's head. And also I'm only 14. How in the world do I even think I'm going to be a mother? And am I not seeing my own situation that I'm in the system? I'm a foster kid, ward of the court, whatever you want to call it. And this child is not going to benefit from having me as a mother. Mm. So I represented myself before all of them, and I told them I was not going to have an abortion, nor was I going to give my baby up for adoption. I told them very directly, the only family I have left is living and breathing in this stomach. Wow. I am not going to get rid of my family. This is my family. Oh. I began to become strong. That's when I began to become strong. I had been enlightened by books. Mm -hmm. I had felt cool with the kids with my Marlboro or Camel cigarettes. 
I had backed away from drugs and I love Run DMC and LL Cool J. ACDC. You know, I had. Oh my gosh. But now all of a sudden, the transition from being a young teenage girl and acknowledging and realizing that I was becoming a mother was the seed, if you will, being planted of me becoming stronger than circumstance. Isn't that amazing that when you become a mother, mm -hmm. you literally become a better person? I think, you know, like, I mean, if we use your mom as an example, I'm sure that she somehow had some betterment, maybe not as drastic as most moms. Mm -hmm. You know, like most of us moms, we truly it took me a little while to re actually like wake up to the reality that the de definition of my success was no longer the definition of the success I used to have in the version of me before I was a mother. But we turn into a whole totally different version when we become a mom. Absolutely. I went from being a scared, insecure teenage girl to an advocate for myself and my child. Mm. And with that, I began to realize that I was going to do something more with my life so that somehow I was going to have a legacy for this child that was going to make her and me proud of me. Now, it didn't happen overnight. Oh, my goodness. Of course, I'm going to beat these people about my baby. I done won the case. I'm good. They, I won. But there was so much more to life than the 14-year-old me didn't know yet. But what I did know is that come with May, I was never going to give up. And that is what held the magic in my womb and the strength within my purpose was I was not going to break, nor was I going to allow my child's life to be broken. Mm. So in that, I went on to beget Kayla, my oldest daughter. Then 